Would you like a little more foreplay in your life? I mean, specifically brain foreplay. Well then, tune in to the most dynamic host, Dr. Rick Perea, performance psychologist to professional athletes and the stars. No failure is final and no topic is off limits. It's time to get real and get your checkup from the neck up here at Brain Foreplay on Mental Monday. Welcome everyone to Brain Foreplay, where you get your checkup from the neck up on Mental Mondays. My name is Dr. Rick Perea, PhD in psychology. You can see my book here called Decision Point, The Moment Leaders Are Born. You can pick it up at Amazon. Today I want to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I help organizations and teams all over the world establish a culture by design. But recently I heard a few people talking about a culture by default. And what we mean by a culture by default is that you don't have a plan. You don't have a protocol. You don't have a practice in place. And today I'm going to talk about three levels. I'm going to talk about companies, organizations, teams, and families. Number one, organizations. Oftentimes they do not experience success because they have a culture by default. And what that means is they don't have a plan in, in practice. They may have a, a, a vision, they may have a mission statement, but they don't necessarily adhere to a plan that helps their employees, their leadership teams, their EVPs, their GMs have complete success because there's not a level of accountability per se. There's not an understanding of how we're going to deploy communication within the organization, how we're going to hold people accountable to their roles, how they accept their roles so they can perform at peak levels. They have a culture by default if they don't have that plan. A culture by design means they have someone come in and design a culture according to their vision and mission statement. Number two, teams. I've, as you people know, I've worked in the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball for many years. And I can tell you, out of 32 teams, I would say approximately 25 to 27 teams have a culture by default. And what that means is they do not have a protocol. They do not have a plan in place to help the coaches, the, the leadership team, and the players have success on the field. As you know, NFL teams and pro teams in general are judged by wins and losses. But wins and losses are symptoms of process. And process is really what we're talking about here, a culture by design. So for teams, the ones that win consistently have a culture by design, and many have a culture by default. I will see million and million and million dollar mistakes made when they hire coaches, and the coaches do not have a culture by design. They cannot draw a hierarchy up on the board and say, this is how we're going to hold every level accountable. This is how we're going to help every employee in this organization have success. Role acceptance, role adherence, role performance. They don't have a plan to do that. And I can tell you this, if you just design it from the very beginning, the organization's chances of success, the probability of success, go through the roof. 
And then on the third level is a family. A lot of times people don't think about a culture within a family. But oftentimes the leaders in that family, whether it's parents, guardians, whoever it may be, males, females, whatever it may be, the leaders in those families have a responsibility to deploy leadership. And one of the most important things we can do within families is improve communication skills, improve listening skills, but have an understanding that there needs to be structure. There needs to be accountability within that home for everybody to reach their true potential. I see it time and time again because I have sons, 19, 16, and 14, and they all play sports. And I see it on their teams and within families. Families that don't hold their children accountable, that don't have a structure within their family to help them have success. Children want to be accountable. They want structure. We have to have enough courage as parents to deploy that and communicate that on a daily basis. I'm gonna share a personal story with you that happened to me just a week ago with my own son, Keegan. My 16-year-old son plays high school football. He hurt his knee last Friday night. But he didn't tell anybody. And then he wakes up on Saturday and his knee's swollen and he's limping. And I said, are you okay? And he says, yeah, I'm okay, Dad. And so we go on through the morning and I'm noticing he's really limping on his left knee. So being a former football player myself, being a former coach and then a psychologist in the NFL, I can kind of tell by looking at a knee what's going on. And I says, you know, Keegan, we probably should have it checked out. And he says, no, Dad, I'm okay. He says, let's just give it the weekend and see if the swelling goes down and if it's okay. And I said, okay, we can do that. I says, but you should probably ice it and you know, you can go to the health club and take a tub and then you know, really, really take it easy. Don't squat it this weekend or don't do any leg work. So later on that afternoon and Saturday afternoon, I noticed he was still limping on it pretty bad and I had a really gut feeling and I looked at him and I said, Keegan, I said, you know, I'm really concerned that your knee be, may be really hurt more than just, um, you know, nicked up or something. And he looks at me and he says, you know what, Dad? He says, it may be. He says, but I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to disappoint you. And I said, what? And he says, you know, I did not want to disappoint you. And I said, Keegan, why would you disappoint me if you got hurt in a football game? You did not try to get hurt. And he goes, you know, Dad, I just know your background. I know you've played. I know you've coached. I know you've been a psychologist. You've been around football your whole life, which is true. And he says, you know, I just, the first thing I thought of when I hurt my knee is that I was going to disappoint you. Now, I got to tell you, people, I went from 6'1 to about two inches tall in a moment. Because what I realized at that moment is my son and I didn't have an open communication line. Because obviously I wasn't clear in my postulations and suppositions when I talk to him that, you know what, son, all I care about is your health. All I care about is that you are, you know, pursuing something you love and you enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, people, they have to enjoy and love what they do. And so for me, it was really challenging when I thought about my son thinking that he was going to disappoint me by telling me the truth. And I, I told him, I said, you know, Keegan, when you get hurt, you need to take care of your knee, of your ankle, whatever it may be. And he says, I get it, Dad. But he goes, I just didn't want to disappoint you. And I, and I went away into my own room and I thought for a moment. I said, you know, I'm probably ha showing an expectation that's unrealistic 
for my sons. I don't want them to compare themselves to me. I don't want them to compare their careers to me. It's their own career. It's their experience. They need, they need to own it 100%. And let me tell you something else that happened out of that experience of him getting hurt. It made me slow down for a moment and me slow down and think about what's really important. You know, my son is a great football player. He has a future beyond high school. At what level, I don't know. It really doesn't matter. I just hope he pursues what he loves. But it made me slow down enough to think about what's really important. And I started looking at my son a little bit different. You know, as I see him limping around, as we go to get an MRI, we go to the doctor and the doctor does the tests on him. I slowed down enough to stop and think, you know what, he's a human. He's a 16-year-old he's a adolescent boy that I truly love and care about. And to be honest with you, fuck the knee. It doesn't matter. You know, the knee is, is what it is. What's most important is that we're connected at the heart and the soul level. And since that happened a week ago, I feel closer to my son. I feel like he has slowed down, I have slowed down, and we've made a connection. And the way this all ties in with, with a culture by design is when you have an organization where people feel connected and people communicate with each other and appreciate each other and bring love to the organization. When you have a team, I was part of the 2015 Denver Broncos World Championship, Super Bowl 50, and I can tell you this, we didn't win because we had the best team in the NFL, we won because we had this. We had a togetherness, a brotherhood that you can't even describe. So, and then we gotta understand within families, don't get too connected to performance people where we forget that our sons and daughters are people. They're humans with thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. So it's, it's enabled me, this injury with Keegan, has enabled me to slow down and connect with my son in a way that I probably wouldn't have throughout the rest of the season. So I encourage you people, design your cultures, whether it's a, a company, an organization, a team, or your family. Because when you design a culture by design instead of default, you have a chance and a probability that you will reach your true potential and form human connections that are indescribable and will reach a level of performance that's incredible. I love you, believe in you, and trust you. And you can always get your checkup from the neck up on Mental Mondays at Brain Foreplay. Don't forget to join us next week, same place, same time, to get your checkup from the neck up, fortified by foreplay. That's brain foreplay. And please remember to subscribe to this channel wherever you get your podcast.